Jason, as it is every single week, Lee Summit Town Hall is sponsored by our good friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! You know, they always do cool stuff with the community. They're very supportive. They are the good eggs. They are the good eggs. They are the ones that we all wish we could be. And they're doing it again, Jason. This month, they are supporting Casey Pet Project. They are so good that I can't even hate them for being so good. That's it. But Casey well, Pet Project. I might be able to, but no, I can't because they're awesome. So the 28th, downtown at their downtown Lee Summit location during the fourth Friday, they're going to do this event. Uh, they're going to feature an artist, who Ashley Corbello, who specializes in pet portraits. So she's going to do some stuff. She's been Her work's been seen here in Lee Summit at the Summit Art Festival, as well as the Westport Art Festival. So that's cool. So she's going to be doing her thing while we're there. And, 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 and there's going to be drinks provided by the W, downtown's the W. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, boy. And, wait, there's more. All month long. $1 for every blind sold will go to KC Pet Project. So you got that. So if you buy a blind, contributions are going to the Pet Project, as well as that day on the 20th, they'll be accepting donations. And if you want to see stuff that they need, you can go to kcpetproject.org to see their list of needed items, and you can contribute those or the cold, hard cash money that all nonprofits want. Everybody loves the money. Hey, go see our friends for helping the community. Or if you're just ready to change up, improve the decoration of your home, go see our friends there. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Hello and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall. Today I'm having a Friday conversation with Ishan Henderson, a Lee Summit resident, and a uh, are you? Can I call you coach? You run basketball camps. I like entrepreneur. Entrepreneur? Yeah. All right. Well, you are a real estate professional, and you run some Nike back basketball camps yeah, here. That's right. Um, I just met you. You work out of Bridge Space, as I do. We're here in the Bridge Space studio today. Um, I just kind of wanted to chat a little bit. You've got kind of a cool story, so I thought it'd be kind of a, a fun thing to share, and then we can get into these basketball camps as well, kind of why maybe why some, some people should sign up for it and when they are, where they are. Um, you grew up around here. You're a Kansas City guy. Absolutely. Ruskin grad? Yep. 2003? Ruskin 2003. Sounds so long ago. <laughs> well, you know, it has it has been a while. Yeah. I want to walk. I want to walk through some stuff because you you you've got an interesting story where you you went to college to play ball. You left college. You went back to college and played ball. You ended up playing professionally over in Europe. Right. Um, let's kind of how how does all that happen? I'm curious, and I've covered sports for a long time, so I've seen some other athletes get to go overseas. But I'm always kind of amazed with with how that happens. How you how you, how you go from from playing college ball, even you know small D two college ball, right, and then right. you get notice and and go sign to play play overseas. So, uh, I mean, it's just like any other process. I, honestly, you know, if you want to be a lawyer, you, you you surround yourself in that community, you get the qualifications necessary, and you know you pass the bar and you apply for jobs. It's a really similar process. You know, you, you play in college and your resume, <clears throat> excuse me, your resume is your playing career. So what you do on the court is is your resume. And teams are always looking for young talent, the, the, the next latest guy, you know. Is, are, are European scouts, I mean, are they around as much as we see we see scouts from the States as you're going through those, those college seasons? At the higher level, yeah. At the higher level, yeah. Like, so, you know, um, you can follow a guy named David Pick 
on Twitter. He he scouts a lot of talent in Europe. That's really really high level. I was more of a mid level guy in Europe, but yeah, they're they're around, but they pretty much vet their players through the NBA scouting process. So if Patrick Beverly has NBA workouts and you know he does well, but he doesn't get signed right away, he'll end up in Russia, which he did and had a great career in Europe and ended up back in the NBA. So it's kind of funny because at the highest level, the NBA scouts actually vet the the prospects for Europe, and then those players play in Europe for however long, and that process actually vets them for the NBA all over again. So is that kind of like a like a minor league? I mean, is that the right equation? Uh, it's professional. I don't, I don't like to say minor league. You, you run into some really good players. Uh, I, I just feel like it's a, a different level of professional. It's a different angle. Obviously, the NBA is the best league in the world, hands down, bar none. But you have some really, really nice players in Europe that you've never heard of that are making some good money, too. All right, all right big question before we get back to your story. Uh, do you have a rooting interest right now in the finals? I don't, man. I really like Kawhi. I like his story. I like how resilient he is. Um, I'm a talker, so I, I'm confused and intrigued by the fact that he can never say a word. It's like, how? But <laughs> honestly, man, no. I just I just want to see good basketball. And I wanted to go seven games because more basketball. More basketball, right, right. Well, let's 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 get to your story a little bit because I'm pretty intrigued by, by your story of you weren't even the star of your high school team. And then you end up with this long career, yeah. and you're you're still involved in, in in the sport. So tell us a little bit about about that. Okay, and feel free to interject. I don't want to take up the whole time on just this part. But I, I tend to get obnoxious some days. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> essentially, man, I just uh, I don't know. I was I was talented, and you know, maybe mentally I wasn't as strong as I could have been in high school. I was kind of raw. I was really raw. I didn't really have a position. I was just long, athletic, lanky, and um. I had a problem with authority. I didn't really know how to fall in line, didn't really know how to follow orders. You know, I didn't have the greatest work ethic at the time. And I'm just living proof that you can develop all those traits. You can develop all those traits. You can find a passion, you can set goals, and you can be whatever you want to be. So, um Did you did you know the game? Did you grow up with with basketball or did you just kind of go join the sport cuz that's what kids do in high school? So, I grew up an arm's length away from it. One of my cousins, uh he's a little bit older than me. His name is Terry Nooner. He played at KU. And I watched him, and it's like, wow. Like, I was in sixth grade. This dude was at KU. I used to watch him on TV. And, like, wow, that's my cousin. I see him at the family reunion. And that sparked my interest. A couple of my other cousins played, too. And my sister played. My sister and I look like twins. Uh, we're, we're, we have a lot of similarities. She's three years older than me. Everybody thinks we're twins. But, essentially, watching her play, she played with a ton of passion. She won at – you know, almost everything she did, she was a fierce competitor. It, it gave me that fuel, but it was almost like I'm watching them and I'm expecting to just become that, like, by osmosis, I guess, you know? So in high school, I, I just didn't get it. I didn't understand, you know, the work ethic. I didn't understand everything that it took to become what I needed to become. So I was an intriguing prospect because I think coaches would look at my ability and my talent and say, this guy could be, but I just thought that I could be talented. I could show up to the gym and just – be Tracy McGrady, you know? Well, you know, before I hit the record button and we started, you told me you actually didn't even start a game Never in was. high school. Even as you, as a junior, you were still playing JV. As a junior, I was about 6'4". I played JV, and I just wanted to play. Like, I really didn't care. Like, I, I was so away from that scene of start varsity, like, go D1. I didn't think about that. I just wanted to play. And I was kind of, you know, 
I'm glad Twitter wasn't around back then because I was, <laughs> I was kind of like a product of my environment. I, I wanted to please the people around me. So I, I, I kind of, in a lot of ways, I stooped down to, you know, the level of the people that surrounded me. So it, I, I didn't reach my potential. And I'm not embarrassed of that. I, I used to be kind of embarrassed of the fact that I didn't have a great high school career. But I think the turnaround is one of the greatest stories ever. Like you started here, but you ended up there. That's that's amazing, right? Was that was that a hard thing to kind of learn to to own that and and let that be a part of your story? It was, it was, it was. I have some some pretty boisterous friends. They talk a lot about you know high school basketball, and you know when my basketball friends talk about high school basketball, I literally I don't I don't comment. Like I don't. <laughs> I was hanging out with people who didn't even think about that. You know what I'm saying? Like we just didn't think that way. We were skipping class and shooting dice and doing whatever we wanted to do. So I just didn't think that way. So they talk about it, whatever, you know. I played almost 10 years in Europe. Not a lot of people can say that. Well, tell me a little bit then about how did uh, how did you actually find your way to college? How did that right. interest – Right. Because you said you weren't even you weren't even thinking about it. You were just hanging out. You were just playing ball when, when it was time to play ball. So how, right. did, you, how did you finally flip a switch and say, I'm going to go play ball? college ball or i can play college right. ball because i think you know a lot of people want that opportunity but mm-hmm. you don't always get it so right. is there, was there a moment where you're like i can do this right so so it was kind of the cool thing to be lackadaisical to not care when i was in high school and that, that's definitely how i thought like oh, i don't care if i really cared i would be tracy mcgrady you know i thought like that in my head and that was kind of cool but uh one day one of my teachers and i forget her name she said uh what do you she was asking uh, students, what do you want to be after high school? And I was like, I'm going to college. And I kind of thought like it was like graduation. Like days are going to pass. Eventually it's just going to happen. I didn't think I need to put myself in front of scouts. I didn't think I need to go apply. I didn't think like that. I was just like, oh, it's going to happen, whatever. And really short-sighted of me, but I was 17, so whatever. <laughs> but she said – 17 is not known for being far-sighted. <laughs> right, right, which is some, – some of these kids today, man, it really amazes me like how – far advanced they are so you know kudos to anybody who is that age who is thinking well and i think when we talk about your camps i think we're going to get to this because i'm of the belief that let's the the next generation let's just give them the keys now 100 (laughs) percent. and i got something to say about that too so um essentially she told me i wasn't good enough to play she laughed and there's something in me that's competitive you're not gonna tell me what i'm not gonna do and i've always been like that I'm, i'm not confrontational by nature but i am you know don't don't tell me what i'm gonna do you're not gonna put me in a box so I literally, that stayed in my mind. Like, that that was 15, 16 years ago, and I still remember it vividly. I think I remember what I wore that day. So it was just something that stuck in my mind. It's like, you're not going to tell me what I'm not going to be. At the time, in Kansas City and the Midwest in general, a guy named Jerry Mullins had, you know, invitational camps for unsigned uh, high school seniors. So I went to Jerry Mullins' camp, and, you know, it's funny that a camp gave me my start. and just thought about that. But I uh, went to the camp, and I got a lot of interest from JUCOs, and I ended up going to McCook Community College in western in Western Nebraska. Yeah, Western Nebraska. I, I kind of want to ask a little bit about uh, about the teacher because you know I think everybody has those those stories of a mm. teacher that that something sparked in them that right. they they were able to get through and and pull the our own greatness out right right. But it seems a little different to me that this was not yours. Isn't the this teacher that pushed me up that right if she challenged you she did. and it was so it's it's almost kind of like a negative thing but yeah but it's what you needed it was what i needed and it, i can name i don't know half a dozen times where i know teachers have been more positive and they've told me that i have potential outside of basketball 
and inside of basketball too, coaches, teachers, whatever. And it's just something where, you know, something about that moment, you know, in March or April of 2003, and I'm like, nah, I'm going to show you. You you can't tell me what I'm going to be. I'm about to go do this. And I did it, like, mostly because she told me I couldn't. That's that's uh that's I, that's a great story to me. I would just that and 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 I can relate to in that my own personality. I don't like I don't like people to define me. Right. right. <laughs> and, and if you tell me one thing, then I'm gonna try to do the other because I right. want I want you to be wrong and I want me to be right. Yeah. But that's selfish. There's probably if there are therapists listening, they're probably find some issues with that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, nah, I think for me, I and it's all in you know your perce- perception. You know, it's perspective is a big deal. Because I look at it like, you know, ultimately I just wanted to live on my terms. And I think that comes back full circle with, you know, with my pro career. And I've always been that way. I don't think I ever defined it that way until after I stopped playing pro about a year ago. But, yeah, I've always been that way. Your 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 time at McCook Community College, though, didn't last long. That was that was a short JUCO career? Maybe 90 days. Maybe. <laughs> um, I didn't have the mental makeup. I had a real problem with authority, like real problem. I think that was partly the entrepreneur in me, <laughs> partly. But I think a big part of it was just like a, a lack of discipline, you know. Was th- was that was that a, was that a a personal thing? You weren't ready to to be on your own and to be challenged by a coach, or was it you weren't ready for the way the game and the sport is at a, yes. at a different level? Everything, like everything, literally. Um, my coach pushed me. He he singled me out. He challenged me. He 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 held me accountable, and I just didn't respond well. I was like, man, why are you always, why are you always find me? Like, leave me alone. I just want to kind of hang out, hang out over here, and not be in the mix. And that's kind of my personality. Like, you notice my office is kind of back away from everything. So in a way, that's my personality. But I think he was trying to bring something out of me. And one day, I you know I bucked the system. I I, I challenged him, and he sent me home like so quick. He's like, hey, you're, "You're out of here. We're not gonna deal with that. You're not gonna be a cancer to this team. Here's a bus ticket. Go home." It, it got real. What What was that? What was your internal reaction to that? It was like surreal. Like really? Like you know, I didn't look at it like failure. At least not right away. I didn't look at it like failure. It was just like, well, this wasn't gonna happen. You know. And I went home, and my mom was disappointed. She was she was extremely disappointed. She just didn't want to see me come home. So that was kind of sobering. And, you know, after a while, it's like, well, you're going to have to do something, you know. Ended up getting a job, oh, man, and job at 18 with no real, you know, you know, it's not a great job. I was on some phone somewhere, and I'm, you know, I'd grown, too. So I was about 6'7 at the time. I'm about 6'8 now. And um, it just was weird. It was a weird time. It was a super awkward time. What uh, what pulled you out of that? Um, about a year of that, and uh, I started to see some of my friends come home from college. Uh, some of my friends I went to high school with. I'm like, this dude was in college. The first thing that kind of sparked me was one, seeing these guys come back, and I'm like, Man, I'm better than this dude. You know, like, this dude just spent a year in college, and I'm better than him. Like, I know I'm a better player than this guy, and I, I know I am. So that kind of, like, it was in the back of my head. Um, unfortunately, you know, family members of mine were being incarcerated, and they were really close to me. So it's like, whoa, like, you know, I got to do something. Because, you know, even at that time, I knew, you know, you can be guilty by association. And I'm, I've seen that happen. So I'm watching these dudes go to prison, like, not – county jet prison federal prison state prison i'm like whoa 
that ain't me. That's not what I want to be. I got to do something different. Uh, so at the same time, I had two really positive people. One of my best friends, his name is Lance Wesson. Great dude, man. He was playing basketball uh, down at an NAIA school called uh, uh, Missouri Valley. And Chad Lance was the coach. He's still the coach right now. So my friend Lance had a coach named Coach Lance, which was his <laughs> last name. Coach Lance would let me come and work camp. Coach Lance would let me – I was basically like an adopted member of that team. And as a six seven six eight athletic skinny dude, like of course he wanted me to go there. But to this day I see Coach Lance and his family, it's love. Like I'm going to give him a hug because like who knows what – a weekend in Marshall, Missouri, kept me away from. He doesn't know that, for sure. I hope he sees this because he doesn't know that. And simultaneously, my older sister, who's two or three years older than me, was playing ball down in West Florida. She was a really good high school player. She went to JUCO, and she was going. She went to West Florida. She flew me down with her Pell Grant check for, I don't know, a week. That's, a, that's quite a move for a sister to take her Grant check and yeah. bring your bro- fly your brother down. I yeah. mean, that's that's – she saw me going down the wrong path. She saw me going down the wrong path, and she said, this ain't, this is not you. This is not you. So she flew me down, and I got to see people living that college life. We went to parties. I'm like, whoa, like, I want to do this. So it was just this mix of events that the timeline gets kind of, you know, muffled in my brain. But all these things were kind of like, you know what, I, I, I kind of want to do this. I want to be a part of this. Around that same time, um, one of my best friends, Lance, that I mentioned before, he invited me to go on a road trip to do online scouting. And it was like 2004. So, I mean, this is the beginning of that industry. So we went from uh, Kansas City to Oklahoma to Texas to Vegas to uh, California. And in California, we got to go to Loyola Marymount University. And if you've ever been to that campus, it's beautiful. And I'm 18 years old, beautiful girls walking around, dudes playing basketball. And I'll never forget the guy who ran that business. His name was Sean Coughlin. So between games, I would film these games up in the stands and just, you know, whatever. That was my job. Like, I was filming basketball games as a 6'8 unsigned freshman. Like, it's kind of <laughs> weird when you think about it. So he, he said – I was – in between games one time, I was, like, shooting baskets on the court, and I was, like, making threes. And the guy was like, hey, man, like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, leave me alone. I'm going to go back and film shortly. He's like, no, what are you doing? I was like, hey, man, I'm just taking a break. Let me just shoot around. He said, no, why aren't you in school? I was 18 years old. I was 180 pounds. Like, why aren't you in school? I don't know. I don't want to go to school. Like, whatever. But I did. I really did. I told him that, but I did. That, that, yeah, that had to be a weird thing. In that, that, and I think we all have that, those moments where we defensively no. <clears throat> say, I don't want this. Right. Just because we're a little scared. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was fear. So, he said, you know what? Man, you're coming with me. And Lance was mad because Lance had to keep working the games. It was, you know, he stayed there in a high gym or for five, six more hours. And Sean literally drove me. He made a phone call, and he had been building all these relationships with all these schools. He drove me across town to East L.A. to a junior college. And, man, I, I he just, you, you're going to practice with these guys. I was in awful shape, but I was, I was, I did really well. I played really well. I make good first impressions. That's kind of a theme of my basketball career. And um, I did really well, and Sean was just amazed. The next week, I get back to Kansas City, and I'm still working some job, and my phone is going off the court, off, uh, ringing off the hook. College coaches, back to back to back to back. Crazy, crazy, like calling me like crazy. So through a chain of events, like I ended up at North Central Missouri College. It's a JUCO. 
uh, I didn't have the grades to play at a higher level at that time, and eventually that led me to go to Central Missouri down in Warrensburg. That's uh, th- that's quite a, that's quite a trek, all and mm-hmm. and really in a pretty short amount of time. I mean, that's yep. that's about a year, a year and a half yep. time where you went from <laughs> from. I don't want to let myself care about it. Right. To oh, maybe I should. Right. And then and then. It's always amazing to me how you get those stories of mm-hmm. I was in the right spot at the right time to meet right. these people, right? And these people are who helped shape me and get me to where I needed to be. That's that, that always amazes me. Those those stories that people have. It's a, it's a common theme in my life. You know, I'm a man of faith, and I believe God put the people around you that you need. He puts the people around you that you need. And for me, it's been a well. I've known this person for ten years. You you can do this. So you've been there this whole time, and now, you know, it's it's the same with my real estate business now. I meet people that I knew already, if that makes sense, you know? Is, is, part, of that, is part of that theme um, the game? I mean, I mean, all of these stories center around basketball. Is, is, it, is, it, is it a game you love? Is it just what you've always known? It, it is a game I love, and I've, I've loved it differently over the years. Now I'm, I'm a fan. Like, I love to watch other people develop at one point. Were you a fan before? I was, but, yeah, I, I was always a fan. I was always a fan of basketball. There's never been a time where I wasn't. Um, I learned it. I learned to play the right way, and, you know, it made me love the game more. Now I watch the game. I, I'm looking at people's feed and how did, how did he create that separation. It's, it's just a different way of seeing the game now after playing for so long. What is it about the game? I mean, can you can you can you sum up what what draws you in, what hooks you? It's just like a it's like a symphony. You know, it's like dribble, pass, shoot, cut. You know, it's a symphony. And you know, everybody's lean, but they're like strong. Like everybody's really strong. You know, it's all these rules. It's like a true skill game. Like I have I have a a, a, a certain respect for any skill. You know, I like to watch people debate. I like to watch people build arguments. Like, I'll watch a debate on YouTube. I'm weird like that. And, you know, it's a skill. Like, I have I, – I know that it takes a long time for people to acquire skill. So, watching NBA is like – or basketball in general, like, you can see people finding their value. A guy who can't shoot this in the NBA, like, he has other skills. Like, you have to appreciate that. There's 450 people in the NBA. Like, how can you not respect it? You know? So – it's so much to it, man. We we could talk an hour on why for sure. Just just that alone, you know. And there's always different factions who say, "I love the college game because mm-hmm. it's pure." I don't like the NBA. And then you'll hear people. I have, I have a friend who's the exact opposite. Yeah, he loves the NBA, hates watching watching college. But are are they different games to you? They are. They are. And um, I think the NBA is by far better. It's 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 not even a comparison for me. Is that just because of of level of talent? It's, it's, it's nuanced. There's things going on in the NBA that you just don't see. I watch uh, Steph, Cl- Steph, Th- uh, Steph Curry. Clay Thompson set Steph Curry a pick, and then he popped. Oh, pick and pop. Like Everybody knows what that is. You set a screen, and you pop out to the three-point line. And then Kevon Looney or Draymond, one of the two, came over and set a ball screen on Clay after he caught it. There's no way to guard that. I mean, literally, you would have to know that they're about to do that. There's no way to guard it. And Steph Curry, or I'm sorry, Clay, in one dribble, maybe two dribbles, got shed Kawhi Leonard and pulled up for a three off the dribble. Man, there's so much nuance. Like, I think the average, the casual fan wouldn't see that. And when I watch it, it's like, who who thought of that? I've never seen that play before. And it's simple. So I'm not acting like they reinvented the wheel, but 
it's just now that Durant is out and, you know, everybody's hurt and, you know, everybody out there is hurt right now. They've been playing 100 games a year for five years. Like, that's crazy. That is amazing. So, for me knowing, like, what it took to play at the the overseas pro level, man, I was serious about my game. And, you know, I, I made a nice wage and I did a good living. And the NBA is infinitely greater than the level that I played at. It's things like that. Because, man. Well, let's 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 then shift gears a, l- a little bit now that we kind of have a little little backstory for you and, and a feel for for your love of the game. Yeah, and you run two regional Nike basketball camps here in town. Yeah. You've got one, you've got one coming up July 29th through August second at right. Rockhurst High School. Boy, as a as a Blue Springs grad, as somebody <laughs> who went to public schools in Kansas City, it it, it hurts me to say Rockhurst out loud. I, I just feel yeah. like it's in my birthright to, yeah. to not enjoy Rockhurst. But. It's just the gym. <laughs> it's just the gym. I have no allegiance to any high school. Like. Um, you have another one August 5th through 9th at the High V Arena, which I haven't been out there yet since they've redone it, so that's kind of that's exciting to go. So that, tell us a little bit about these camps and, and what, right. what you're offering. So um, it's so funny that everything kind of comes back to Lee Summit. Uh, three years ago, 2016, I was hurt, pulled my – quiet pretty bad and I just said I I have a passion to do basketball camps I want to teach people what I didn't know growing up so we did a free camp gave away t-shirts and it was great had one of the UMKC coaches come a guy who played for the Chiefs for a while a few business owners a few pro pro guys come out and support and it was great got a great response and you know I just felt the buzz like man I need to keep doing this literally did it for free I paid money to do that over at Summit Christian and um from there, I just started looking around. Jay Billis is a guy I really look up to. Jalen Rose is Jay Billis. Jalen Rose has a leadership academy, uh, and Jay Billis runs, for me, one of the better camps in America, really high-level basketball camp. So I just watched their models. I literally watched their models, and I wanted to create something where I could tell my story and offer a similar service. <clears throat> how, does, how, do you, uh, how do you make that connection with, with Nike? How did you get into that? Man, it was so weird. Uh, one of my buddies in Texas, he's doing Nike camps down there. He posted a flyer on Instagram similar to the one you see right here. I called the number, and I spoke to the director. And I was like, you guys do Nike camps? She said, yeah, I want to do one. <laughs> so she said, what's your zip code? And I gave her my zip code, and she said, we don't have one in your region. Uh, send us your qualifications. At the time, I was coaching with a Nike EYBL team, Mocan. Love those guys. Great program, great kids. Couldn't say anything but positive things about them. And, I mean, I've been playing pro for six, seven years at the time. So I made a resume, and, I mean, I went in. I put everybody I knew on there. It was a super long email. <laughs> and she just called me the next day or the same day, and she's like, wow, thank you for being so thorough. I think it's pretty obvious we need to bring you on. So now I'm the only – Nike Basketball Camp's director in Kansas City. So it's a partnership. I have a business. It's called Inspire Basketball Camps, and we partner with Nike. They cover, uh, like, the insurance. They do all the marketing. You know, they they uh, f- help us find the gyms and kind of help us gain leverage there too, you know. Well, tell me a little bit about what, what you're offering, why, you know, what is what are your goals, I guess, as you as you bring kids in. And I think and, – and this first one uh, that starts July 29th that at Rockhurst you said is for, is for all – skill levels so it's so I think like you know with for me like I I I always think of myself as talking to my 14 year old self 
and every level that I ever went to, it was like, goodness, like, I wish I could have been more prepared. I got to JUCO, I'm like, wow, like, these dudes are better than me. You know, not more talented, but better. I got to Central Missouri, it was the same. Like, these dudes are way better than me. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm not as strong, I'm not, you know, and I had to get acclimated to that. Is that about, is that about preparation? About exactly. letting people exactly. know what to expect? So what would it take to be a college athlete? Like, what would I tell my 14-year-old self? If I was talking to 14-year-old Eshan, hey, man, work on your left hand, do push-ups, run, like, get ready, because I wasn't ready. And when I played in Europe, like, I would talk to guys. There's a guy named Keaton Grant. He went to Purdue. Really smart guy. Great pro. Had a great career. I don't know if he's still playing or not. Really good guy. He actually wrote a book when he was in at Purdue about his time at Purdue. And he – um. He just would talk about his time. And other players, too, a guy named Ricky Menard, he played in the NBA for a while, uh, played with the Kings. They would talk about their middle school careers. And for me, middle school career, I didn't play basketball in middle school. I was like 5'5 five, five in middle school, believe it or not. My freshman year of high school, I was 5'7". So I wasn't thinking about – I mean, I wanted to play pro, but it's just like the average middle school kid. But some of these higher-level kids – High level, higher level players, they're thinking about where they want to go to school. These guys were turning down offers in eighth, eighth grade. I'm like, what? Like, how? So, for me, it's like, okay, this is how they thought, these higher level guys. This is how they thought. So, you know, some of these guys, they have talent. Get acclimated, you know. Raise the level of, you know, your thinking to this because this is going to help you going forward. And some players are honestly, I just want to do it for recreation. Some players are more serious, so that's why we kind of separated the camps because for the younger guys, elementary school, early middle school, come to Rockhurst. Come to Rockhurst because you get to have fun. We're still going to be doing real teaching. We're still going to have college co coaches. We're still going to have pro players. We're going to have a lot of the same features. But for some of the guys that, you know, maybe you're going to play varsity next year. Maybe you're thinking about what college you want to go to. It's going to be a little bit more intense. You're going to get a lot more one-on-one -on -one attention. You're going to get to go to the recovery room. They have a recovery room with – recovery boots and you can get all types of pro level treatment at Javi Arena. It's crazy. You get to watch film. They have a film room. We're gonna go in there and break down film as to why you should have gone this way instead of that way. So we want to show you how to think the game. It's not just, hey, come do a bunch of crossovers, you know? What are do you think are some of the business uh, business <laughs> biggest lessons and, and let's 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 say Let's say high school. Let's put this in high school age, just so we we can narrow narrow this a, a little bit. Um, everybody wants to think they got game to to go to that next level. Right. Not everybody can. Right. What do you What do you tell What do you tell kids about how to be prepared? What do they need to do? Not only just to maybe be able to have a chance to play at a different level, but look look. I didn't play sports. Or, I didn't play good sports. <laughs> I I I did a good job on a bench, but even just going to college was a whole new world. Right. So so what are you telling people to that they need to do to be prepared for those next levels of life? Um, honestly, it's it's about surrounding yourself with people who are there. You know, um, I like to surround myself with with people in business that are doing infinitely greater than I am. When I was in high school, I wish I had college friends. I wish I had people that have been there before. Pick somebody's brain. Get around them. See what they're doing. Find somebody with your same attributes. You know, if you're 6'2", 190 pounds, 
like how do the, how does the average guy at the level you aspire to to go to find somebody and you can model them you can find somebody and say hey I want to play like this guy and you can be better than him you can do more than him but if you start there in eighth grade and say well I I, I feel like that dude is within my reach I don't know Danny Green you know he's a really good shooter really good athlete uh, does his role plays great defense a lot of people kind of shun those role players but dude's a millionaire you know people don't really think of that a multi-millionaire his kids are probably never gonna have to work if they don't want to so it's just something to you know find find somebody that you can model and and, and chase them you know chase that person I watch Damon John a lot business guy just watch him I watch how he built his brands I like how I like how he builds rapport with people you can model those same things in basketball what uh, I, I like to ask this of, of coaches and, and, and athletes, what, what's your thought on playing multiple sports I, versus kids who, who specialize? And, and, we, and we see it, and this is going to give away my own bias on this, but we see that earlier and earlier. Yeah. And I'm always of the opinion that the more you play, the better you are, both as a person and as an athlete. So, you know, like I said, I got a chance to coach with uh, Mocan's elite team, their highest level guys, and it changed my perspective. Those kids are really high level. They're really good. A lot of those guys were ready for college in their sophomore year. I'm serious, man. Those dudes could play. And it's it's a it's it's kind of like you got to find what works for you, because if you're you're playing baseball and then running track, but you really want to go to I don't know Michigan State to play basketball. Well, this kid's going to be playing basketball all year round, and it's a skill game. So we know that if you don't use it, you lose it when it comes to skill. Generally speaking, obviously, there's exceptions to every rule. So you can lose some. But if I was going to give a straight, direct answer, I would say up to a certain point. Play play every sport. Try what you like. But when you know the earlier you know, the better. I think seventh, eighth grade, for me personally, and you know, I'm not – the authority on this this matter, I think seventh, eighth grade, you should pretty much be like gearing toward one sport. This is what you're going to do. Work on it all year round because everybody else is. And if you're playing a skill game, maybe track. If that's track is your main thing, maybe it wouldn't hurt to play basketball or football because it's not so much skill. I mean, you know, not at the level of basketball, you know. Is that is that a good thing or is that more of that's kind of just the way things are now that, that, that you need to – you need to specialize to get more of those opportunities to move to the next level. I think it's a good thing and because I think it advances the game. When I watch some of those kids with Mocan, we went, I went to uh, – in 2017, I went to Nike's EYBL uh, in Indianapolis. Those kids are amazing. I saw R.J. Barrett. I saw him, and I said he was amazing back then. I watched him pick our team apart the same way he did at Duke, and this was two years ago in 2017. So – it's just something where it's like, I think it makes the game better. You know, whereas, you know, you watch some basketball from the early 2000s, like some of these guys weren't as skilled. Not saying they weren't good players, but they weren't as skilled. So I think it advances the game, making players better, younger, which is good for basketball. You could probably say the same. That's good for, for every sport, as you see more than. I don't know anything about any other sport. <laughs> <laughs> We're only going to talk about basketball. Then. <laughs> no, I, I think that would be true for other sports too. I, I definitely do. Well, tell me a little bit. I, I'm still curious. We haven't talked much. What's what's it like spending six, seven, eight years over over in Europe? You're you're you are far, far away from home, but you're playing the game. It's all perspective, man. So for my mom, I'm sure it was terrifying, especially for the first few years. <laughs> she did not like it. 
um, at first anyway. But for me, man, I, I really enjoyed it. I did. I love Europe. I, I loved Europe. I really did. I, I, I felt like it was right for me. I had a lot of fun. It was fun being a celebrity, man. Like, I come home now and people don't know me. And nobody cares. Like, when you retire, the minute you say you're done playing basketball, nobody cares about you. It's the most sobering thing ever. If three years ago, if I walked into a grocery store and somebody asked me, where where do you play? Oh, I play in Italy. I live, you know, 20 minutes outside of Bologna. And, you know, I, that people, like, want to have a conversation with you. But now, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a business owner. Oh, yeah, get out of the way. Watch out. Move. <laughs> Well, tell me then, uh, you know, other than your camps, what's next for you? So um, my camps, man, I really want to grow those. And one thing we didn't mention is that Nike Nike basketball camps has actually given me an opportunity to uh, travel abroad. We're doing a camp in um, Madrid and Valencia from July 10th through August. Uh, I'm sorry, from July 10th to July 19th. So, I mean, from July to August, I'm all about basketball camps for about 30 days in a row. I'm going to really 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 be burnt out when i'm done you, you don't sound that sad about it though you, you look like you're you're nah, ready for a month of basketball i am man i think it's gonna feel like a vacation i love those kids i really love being around them i, I get dms on instagram uh all the time from kids who are who have been coming to my camps and i don't know i just like the fact that i can have an impact on people that's so cool so so tell me so tell me this in your mind coach versus player what do you what do you enjoy? Do you enjoy it the same way? Player, easy, <laughs> not even close, not even close. And I, there's aspects of coaching that I really do enjoy, but um, it's got to be player, man. It's so free. It feels like being a kid. Like you practice three, four hours a day. And me, I was studious. It was a lifestyle for me, so I didn't do a whole lot else. But um, it's just more free. With coaching, it never ends. It's like babysitting. It's like being a parent. You know. <laughs> Which which you are a parent now? Five months, <laughs> five months. Uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm Eshawn Michael changed my life, changed my life. That's that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, appreciate that, man. And are you a parent too? I am. I am. I have a 12 year old son. Yeah, Charlie Parker. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, it, uh, it it changes your life. It and does. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it does, and it makes you a, a normal human being now. Now I care about insurance and interest <laughs> rates and all this stuff. Before I just wanted to go shopping. So. You hit a moment when the price of milk matters. It does. It does. Like, I'm thinking about, like, privacy fences and all this stuff. I'm like, I never even cared about that. Like, And then, you know, when you go from, like, being a bachelor to being a family man in such a short period of time, I guess it's short for everybody. But you, you, you never realize how much everything costed. You know, like when I would travel in the past, oh, need a ticket, time to go. Now I'm terrified that we're going to have to take my son uh, to Spain for 10 days. And we're going to have to bring so much stuff. Like, I'm going to have to carry all this stuff through three airports. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's so different, but in a good way. Ab absolutely in a good way. Well, I, I want to rewind just a little bit because mm -hmm. you, you were talking about coaching versus playing and right. how you really you love Losing yourself kind of in the on the court, it sounds yeah, like that. Yeah, that's just sure. kind of you can, you can just be you. So how do you, how do you pass as a coach? How do you pass that on? That kind of, and I I don't want to say love of the game again because I hate getting cliche, but right. that's kind of what it is. It's a passion for playing. How do you pass that on? 
in real estate, I learned at least early on because I'm, I'm only a year into my real estate career. You don't necessarily create deals. You find them. You find them. Be a deal finder, not a deal maker, because that's a more advanced strategy. And I think that that applies in this situation, too. I think you find the players that are passionate the way you are. You know, there's guys around the city that I feel like these guys, like everybody that plays for them plays really hard and plays. I I love that. You know, I love that. And I think that they have created something. So, I mean – I'm almost contradicting myself, but I, I think you find the players that are willing to run through a wall for you and you refine them in a way, you know, to make it a certain thing. Because I, I don't I don't know that that's something that you can give to somebody. You know, I've tried and I've seen players respond really well and I've seen players, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of stay at that same pace. So I think it's something that, you know, you have to let somebody find a passion on their own. Because I always talk about talking to my 14, 15-year-old self. Like, I love to play, but I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to lift weights. Like, that came later. I developed those traits. I actually learned to love it. I like that almost better than playing sometimes, you know? So, it's a, it's a really, really nuanced question. Well, let me let me ask you this question. Have you, have you as a coach or, or, or as a camp runner, have you run into yourself yet? Have you, have you met that kid? I did, man. Somebody who was really similar, similar, um, and it, it, man. And I don't want to say the player's name because it it doesn't end in a great way. But he was a little taller, probably more talented. Yeah, I would say more talented with infinite potential, especially in this day and age. I think he's the NBA player, and he just kind of fizzed out, you know. It was almost like I told you my story of how, you know, things just kept happening and they saved me. And that, you know, redirected my path. And people have tried with this guy. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Anything can happen. Look what happened to me. I finished high school and I went on to develop into something. I didn't even have a great college career, to be honest with you. So it's definitely possible. But I think that dude was an NBA player, possibly an NBA all-star if he changed his mind. And he didn't play high school basketball last year. So, yeah. Does that when you see that and I and and it's curious to me because you're you're obviously seeing yourself. Mm-hmm. Does that frustrate you? Does it does it spur you on to try harder? I, I that how how difficult is that to hold back a little bit, I guess, cuz cuz you're seeing yourself, but you know you've got to you've got to treat him differently. So, I haven't seen him in a year or so. <clears throat> So I honestly, you know, I've spoken to people who are close to him, so I don't know exactly how he's doing this moment, at least not firsthand. But, you know, it's it turns into a balance, like you said. Like, what I learned as an entrepreneur and as a parent, as a husband, you're going to give up something every time you do something. We're here doing this podcast. You're not sleeping in. I'm not sleeping in. Like, you're not doing something every time you're doing something. So as much as I would love to see other people be successful, at some point it's going to take away from my family and it's going to take away from my business. And those are two things that I just I, I can't afford to do anymore. So I care, and I would do anything to help anybody that is within arm's reach of me. But there's a new theme in my life where people have to meet me halfway or else I can do nothing for you. There's no way. So uh, there's been times where I've tried to help kids. I've, you know, I've done some 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 pretty, 
I don't know, some pretty good things trying to help kids, trying to help them understand. And, you know, I wanted it more than those players wanted it. So I just can't afford to do that anymore. So I care the same, but I, I just can't afford to, you know, go down that road again, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and mm-hmm. uh, raised by a teacher and married yeah. to a teacher, I, I've yeah. I've heard mm-hmm. similar stories about that 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 where you kind of have to learn your your limits, right, and learn your way, but but still carry that same passion for for teaching for you. It's teaching a game. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. You are getting ready. Let's say one more time when your when your camps are. You your camp at Rockhurst is when. Rockhurst is uh, July 29th through August 2nd. That's a Monday through Friday. So it's a five-day event, and it's 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's an all-day thing. Uh, and at Hy-Vee Arena the following week from August 5th through August 9th, 9 to 3 every day. And um, the unique thing about our camps is that we have a mixture of pro players. Like, you have professional athletes who get paid to play the game. Guys I've played with in Europe, guys who live here now, people come to help, you know, just – be a part of this event both events and also college coaches you know we have the head coach from kck community college we have the head coach of north central missouri college we have coaches coming in from everywhere whether they stay for a day or stay all week it's just a a collection of individuals that know the game like guys who really really live and breathe basketball just pouring into these kids and as cool as it sounds like i mean some of these kids could could possibly end up playing for some of these coaches someday which is super super cool to think about and if people are interested in if if a player is interested or their parents think their kids might be interested where can they go to find out more information or to register they can go to www.inspire i-n-s-p-i-r-e basketball camps plural c-a-m-p-s dot com slash camps so inspire basketball camps dot com slash camps very good. Ishan, thanks for sitting down with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by Shred KC. Jason, I'm not sure there is a more surprising or a better choice for people like me, and, and I'm going to lump you in, people like you and me. Not fair enough. Who want to change our lifestyle, who want to get healthy. It's really not a better, more supportive place to go to. Honestly, a place called Shred kind of, it, honestly, at first thing, it would be pretty intimidating. And then you meet uh, the people who work there and they're, well, they're already, they're already fit. I'll put it that way. And, uh, and you could be just on appearances alone, be put off by all of that. But, but you meet Ryan Waters, the owner, you meet the people that he surrounded himself with in that gym. And you find out that they're, they are there to really help you meet your goals, to help you figure out what your goals should be, so they're realistic goals, and then how to get there. And they motivate you. They support you. They understand. Here's the big thing I like. Not only do they say that, that it's okay to have a cheat meal once you've earned them, but they recommend it because they know you can't deny yourself of everything forever. Look, a, man, so a man's got to have buffalo the, wings. A man, a man got to have his wings. Of course, you know now Ryan's probably going to get mad at me for saying that. But they will support you. They get you there. It's really it's it's been a cool place. I'm over 30 pounds lost in the first five months of the of the year, so I'm a happy guy. Yeah, and you know that that is the that is the core story. You feel better, you look better, you, you things are good for you. You're on that goal, on that path to your goal, 
and and that's what we want. So if you're ready to change your lifestyle to get healthy, go see our friends at Shred KC in downtown Lee Summit. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry. A proud member of the Fredcast Network, you can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at Link to Lee Summit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall. Thank you.